I am unwilling to give up, that I will start over from scratch as many times as it takes to get where I want to be. I want to be. You just want to make sure you will get knocked down, but just make sure you don't get knocked out, knocked out. So your only choice should be go focus on what you can control, control, control. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Kara Golden Show. Join me each week for inspiring conversations with some of the world's greatest leaders, We'll talk with founders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and really some of the most interesting people of our time. Can't wait to get started. Let's go. Let's go. Hi, everyone. It's Kara Golden from The Kara Golden Show, and I'm so thrilled to have my next guest here. I've uh, fanned over him for years, admire his product, his original product greatly, uh, but Uh, We have David Siegel here, who is the co-founder and CEO of his newest venture that is called Firebelly Tea. I was referring before to uh, David's Tea, so many know that brand um, from from many of the stores that that have uh, been around for a while. And then David is also the creator of an incredible fast food, healthy fast food restaurant chain in Canada that's called Mad Radish, which he founded in 2016, has seven locations throughout Ottawa and Toronto. And his most recent venture, as I mentioned, is Firebelly Tea. It's focused on integrating tea into your everyday routine. And I'm super thrilled to have David on here, especially being a serial entrepreneur. So many lessons learned. As everyone knows, I love chatting with founders and CEOs about the zigzaggy road that exists along the way. And so I can't wait to have him here. So thanks, David, for coming on. Really excited to chat with you. Likewise. Thanks for having me, Kara. So where did this passion for starting companies come from? I mean, who, who was David as a little kid? I'm, I was an entrepreneur from day one. I love selling and creating and doing. Um, I had, you know, paper routes when I was way too young to have paper routes. I, my first employee was actually my older brother. I used to, we had the, it was called the penny saver in, in my, my. I uh, remember the penny right? saver. And, and yeah. you have to go and they deliver the paper and then they give you 10 different flyers and you had to assemble the paper with the flyers. So I'd employ my older brother at, at uh, minimum wage to, to do that for me. And then I'd go around and deliver it and we'd split it. And I had my first business at 18. I was selling first aid kits door to door and partnered with St. John's Ambulance and donating a portion back to them. And uh, and I sold running shoes at at a, uh, the equi- the Foot Locker equivalent in Canada, and and um, and I loved it. I loved I loved understanding why people exchange money for goods, and sort of that moment of truth when the transaction happens, and how people make decisions, and and how they feel about their decisions, their purchase decisions. And I've always loved entrepreneurship, and and uh, couldn't dream of doing anything else. That's amazing. So so T. That was that was really when I started to notice sure. uh, and and read more about you. So how did tea become so much a part of your life? I I always liked tea. Uh, growing up, I was never a coffee guy. I had a business coming out. I went to McGill University, and then coming out of McGill, I started a, a, a software concept that didn't work, and I needed a job. And I ended up working for a cousin of mine um, who's fifty years my senior. He's, he's ninety one now, and. Uh, he had taken a step back from his his clothing business and done had been extremely successful and he was looking for companies to invest in 
And I was there to help him do this. And, and so I, I bought a book. I bought Warren Buffett's book on what he looks for in investments and, and read it. And I was in my mid-20s. And then I remember going into, as we were looking for these different companies to invest in, I remember going into this tea shop on one of the side streets in Montreal. And at that time, most of the tea shops around were uh, either inspired or British inspired. And they all felt like you kind of had to whisper when you walked in, right? Like you had to know something <laughs> about tea and it was all very precious. Uh, and I went into the, this one that was was extremely well done and and had this whole universe of tea and, and all these different flavors and and it was incredible and I loved it and I and I started thinking and you know I I just was like tea it's it's an amazing product nobody's doing it in a fun way on the main streets from a business standpoint remember I'm reading this book about what Warren Buffett looks for I mean there's no size no color like there is in fashion uh, it's not like TV sets you don't need big stores to sell it. Um, it doesn't go bad like a turkey sandwich and nobody's doing it in a fun way. I mean, it's, it's, it's sort of this category that's not really front and center. And it's interesting, you know, it's the second biggest drink in the world next to water, but in North America, it's taken a, a big backseat to coffee. I mean, I think tea is something like less than 2% of Starbucks sales, just to put it in perspective. So I walked in the office the next day and I said, tea. And then of course, through that journey, um, it became far less about business and far more about the tea. I, I, I really fell in love with the product. I mean, I had the, the privilege of traveling to, to you know, Sri Lanka, India, and learning more about tea and drinking it every single day and um, really getting into it. And to the point where now I'm, I'm, I'm obsessed with tea. I mean, I drink uh, God knows how many cups a day. I taste thousands of teas. Um, I, I collect tea, like people collect wine. Like I have a personal tea collection, like people have wine collections. So that's incredible. Uh, How often have you thought about learning a new language only to be stopped by that memory of yours from the last time you tried to learn a language when it didn't go so well? Okay. Maybe it wasn't a language that you were interested in learning, or perhaps all those poorly written textbooks in your sixth grade class weren't that well written after all. I have a great tip for you. It's called Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program around, available on desktop or app, no matter where you choose to learn it or what platform you choose to learn on, Rosetta Stone works and it truly immerses you in the language you choose to learn, quicker and easier than you ever imagined to. Maybe you're getting ready to travel abroad this summer and you want to learn a bit of Portuguese, let's say, before your trip. Rosetta Stone can help. I know this firsthand as I did just this before traveling to Portugal last year. I learned Portuguese through Rosetta Stone, and by doing so, I not only got a better grasp of the spoken language of Portugal, but it got me very excited for the trip itself before I went. They even have a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation as you are learning, too. They've got you covered. Rosetta Stone's trusted experts are the real deal. They've been helping people just like you for over 30 years, helping millions of people to learn Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and my favorite, Portuguese. The lessons are five to 10 minutes long and include practical exercises so that you can pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. No English translations either, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language you are focused on, helping you get the long-term retention you are looking for. And who wouldn't want that? 
Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Kara Golden Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. In today's world, which I will admit can at times seem filled with too much of the wrong information, it's essential to find a good source that truly gets to the heart of what I want to know. I am super excited about our next sponsor as I've been a big fan of their content for some time now. That sponsor is The Washington Post. Their depth on topics from business to tech isn't just impressive, it's essential reading for me. Whether I'm catching up on the latest tech trends or understanding how the day's news truly impacts my family, The Washington Post is my trusted source. Let's talk specifics. Their business and tech coverage, absolutely top-notch. Just imagine having the most insightful articles at your fingertips, including the unparalleled AI reporting from Drew Harwell or the pulse on tech and online culture from Taylor Lorenz. And the best part? You can listen to articles just like you listen to this podcast, making it perfect for your busy lifestyle. I was just reading an article from one of my favorite Washington Post writers, Frances Stead Sellers. She covers entrepreneurs like myself, but also covers other interesting topics, including health, as well as some very interesting books. I also love getting their For You newsletter, which is their roundup of stories tailored just for my interests, right in my inbox every evening. The Washington Post app is super well done, I think, and makes it incredibly easy to stay up to date and follow my favorite journalists on the go. And if you ever thought that the Washington Post is just about politics, think again. They cover everything under the sun, from climate and culture to crosswords and cooking, providing a world of surprising stories and vital insights. Okay, enough of the love fest that I have for the Washington Post. Here's the deal. Being a listener of the Kara Golden Show has its benefits, and this one is too good to miss. Now is the time to sign up for the Washington Post. Go to WashingtonPost.com slash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. That's 80% off their typical offer. So this is truly a steal. Once again, that's WashingtonPost.com backslash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. Yeah. I mean, I just think it's this amazing product that has been part of humanity since uh, the dawn of time, basically. I mean, thousands and thousands of years. And, and there's a reason for it. I mean, tea is really that good, uh, um, especially really high quality tea, which is rare in North America and in, in America. Typically the tea we're drinking uh, is not that good. It'd be, and a lot of people who tell you they don't like tea, it would be like the equivalent of drinking box of wine and saying you don't like wine. I mean, so I think there's a whole world of tea, a whole world of flavors, not to mention all the benefits, the health benefits of tea and the way it can impact your life, either to uh, energize and focus or to rest and digest that I think is an entire world that I, I love introducing people to. That's incredible. So when you started David's Tea in 2008, 
I, I mean, you you said, oh, let's just go start a tea company. But how is it different than some of the other things that you had done? I mean, you, you said like you started a first aid company, you had yeah. started, obviously. But now, I mean, this is starting, yeah. a, it's a physical goods company. Um, you didn't just stay in, in Canada. I mean, you were, you got... Yeah into New York, you got into the U.S. overall. Yep. So what what was kind of the first aha moments in starting this company, David's Tea, that you sort of, you know, learned about entrepreneurship, but also about yourself? So parts of it came very naturally to me. Uh, the selling part of it w- came very, very naturally to me. And, and, and I was very passionate about the product. And so I was able to speak to it. Other parts I had to learn. I had to learn I had to learn a great deal about tea. I had to learn about buying. I had to learn about and a variety of different things. Thankfully, I had a good partner who who had been through retail before and was able to set me up with the right contacts. But I had to learn the tea world on my own, and and I did. And I I it was an adventure, and I love. And I think a lot of it starts with the customer. You know, I was there. I mean, I always say to people, I mean, I'm I'm a glorified tea guide because uh, uh, that's where I started. I mean, I started in a store selling tea. When you have one store, that's you're in the store and you're, you're selling it. And, but really what, what made it successful is we, we were able to get people excited about tea and about loose leaf tea too. And, and, and a whole world of flavors that they didn't know existed in tea. And we did really interesting blends and, and uh, we really moved the industry forward. And then now with Firebelly, I'm coming back to it five years later with an entirely new approach to it. You know, our, our big thing at Firebelly is we really want to elevate the the experience and the quality of the product and so we're not using any flavoring so you don't have to go label hunting if you if you look at most tea packages you'll see this word either flavoring natural flavor artificial flavor and um it's just flavors that are made in a lab to make you taste something that's not really there so mm-hmm. you know there is no way to infuse peach and pomegranate into tea and make it a really powerful peach and pomegranate but you can get the highest quality ascar vanilla and it's out of this world, or you can get incredible ginger and cinnamon. And so at Firebelly, we're doing a a combination of rare uh, single origin teas, like Japanese green teas or Taiwanese oolong teas, which are out of this world. uh, And most people have never had the opportunity to try them. Uh, And we're also doing blends as well. So mixing different teas, herbs, spices, and fruits together, but only using the flavor of the ingredient itself. Uh, and, And it just makes for a really fantastic taste that gets better with every single cup. Where are the best teas coming from? It depends. I mean, China, Japan, India, Sri Lanka, Taiwan, Kenya, get some good ones from time to time. Uh, Korea now uh, is making some great green teas. Those are really where you get, so tea itself is a very specific plant. It's the Camellia sinensis plant and how you process it makes a difference. So um, I mean, I could geek out on this far longer than your listeners want me to, but it's like if I had an apple, I took a bite out of it, left it on the counter, turns brown, it's oxidation. It's the same idea with tea. And depending on when you stop the oxidation process and you do that through heat, either through a wet heat or a dry mm-hmm. heat, it'll impact the flavor of the, of the tea. And that's, that's, and the properties and some of the health properties as well. So that's basically the difference between a green tea and a black tea. One is oxidized, one isn't. And then oolong is semi-oxidized and there's a whole art to determining when to stop the process and whether you want a 25% oxidized or 60% oxidized. And these learning how to do this, these, these, these tea production methods are passed down through generations in some cases. And so that's the, that's tea itself is that Camellia sinensis plant. But in North America, we call anything you put in hot and cold water. It's not coffee tea. Um, so, so 
right? So really what, what's tea? Well, tea is water infusions. I mean, it, it, in, in our vernacular, the way we think about it is, you know, her, give me a herbal tea. Well, there, a herbal, there's no such thing as a herbal tea. Tea is, is a caffeinated product, but, but it's a different caffeine than in coffee. It releases in your bloodstream differently. So whereas with coffee, you get that big spike and crash with tea, it releases a bit slower. So uh, I particularly like it in the afternoon, a really nice green tea, a really nice oolong tea. But then I love the herbal infusions too. And, and, you know, we have some incredible ones at Firebelly Tea where, you know, like we have one called after dinner mint that has valerian root in it, for example, valerian root will help you sleep. So we did a chocolate mint valerian root tea uh, for bedtime. Uh, and it's on a rooibos base. Rooibos is a South African herb that's naturally caffeine free. So again, not technically tea, but, but, you know, we run with the North American definition and, and everything's tea. That's not coffee. Yeah. Well, it's, it's an amazing product and it's sold online. Uh, Firebelly, you were so kind to send me uh, a few different ones and I'm getting through all of them now and they're just, they're really, really incredible, but you could definitely taste the difference and, and the quality. And I'm pretty picky about, um, anything that I'm drinking, but also the, um, the teas in particular, I, I just, uh, I can pick up on all the different notes. And, and when I hear you describing these teas, it's not just about the quality, but I feel like there's some great stories when you've gone to visit so many of these d- different uh, farms and, and uh, you know, so much of the backstory and that, you know, the sweat and tears that went into it. It's, it's fascinating. My dad had started a brand inside of a large company years ago called Healthy Choice. And as a kid, I grew up with my dad telling me about um, the backstories of the, you know, the shrimp fishermen that actually would yeah. only, they wouldn't go out past 4 a.m., you know, that they were always out there doing the fishing this early in the morning. And uh, actually, in the early days of Healthy Choice, they actually had the stories of many of the people on the packaging. And I, I feel like your curiosity, your adventure in, in starting another company, there's a lot of great stories out there that you love hearing as well. What do you, how do you think that plays into you know, the tea industry as a whole for you personally? It's, it's kind of romantic tea. Um, you, know, you, there's, it's, you have all these different countries from all over the world and these artistic practices, which is basically what it is in the production of tea that is passed down generation to generation. Uh, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible. I mean, going to some of these tea estates or, or, or farms and seeing, you know, getting a fresh cup of tea right on the estate and, um, and, and under, learning the production methods and seeing how they do it and how precise everything is and how much of an art it, it truly is. And then understanding how that product moves across the world and how it gets blended with other ingredients and, and working with different blending partners. And because, you know, I mean, all design teas work with different tea blenders. So mm-hmm. think of it like clothing, right? You have the designer, and the manufacturer. I don't actually stock threads myself. But, but, or, or in this case, I don't stock ginger or stock licorice root, but someone else does and right. they work with us on the blending. And so understanding that entire supply chain is really interesting. And same thing on the accessories too. I mean, we, we've created with Firebelly an entire tea accessory line. Like we have a stop infusion travel mug where you can stop the infusion so it won't get bitter. Um, you can make hot or iced tea and you can do it all on the go uh, with, with high quality loose leaf tea. We have these infusers that we made with this little holding dish I've been drinking from. So I, when I'm done steeping it in the cup, sort of fits right on. And then I, I put it in my holding dish Very afterwards. Cool. 
Yeah. And then, and then it all stores together. And so like thinking through all of these details in the design process is it's a ton of fun. I, I love it. I mean, it's, it making a great product and ha- and, and understanding all the different components that go into doing that. And then when you finally see it hit the market and you see people enjoy it as much as you do, there's a lot of satisfaction in it. Hiring great employees and keeping them is part of the growth plan for your business. Trinet offers full-service HR solutions tailored to small and medium-sized businesses so you can retain talent and grow. We're talking access to top benefits, help with compliance and payroll, even when your team is remote or out of state, the works. Because Trinet gets it. Your people matter to your business. Learn more about their HR solutions at trinet.com slash podcast. That's T-R-I-N-E-T dot com slash podcast. Trinet. Incredible starts here. Hi, everyone. I wanted to take a moment to talk about my book. It's called Undaunted. And if you haven't had a chance to listen to it yet on Audible or picked up a copy at Amazon or at your favorite bookstore, I think you're really missing out. Hopefully you're enjoying listening to the Kara Golden Show with all the amazing guests that I'm so lucky to interview and be inspired by. Stories of challenges and breakthroughs, lessons too. Each of these incredible guests teach me that being undaunted really is the answer. And that is what you will learn from my story, which I share in my book, Undaunted. Not only how I came up with the idea for Hint, but also the journey that I experienced along the way. You see, most people don't know all the challenges that entrepreneurs go through in building a company and the journey, the ups and the downs, twists and turns, you will hear it all in Undaunted. Probably the thing that has made me happiest about writing this book is hearing from people and how the book has helped them push through hard things and try new things. I have heard from countless people how Undaunted has helped them see that they are not alone in their hard times that they are experiencing, but also how pushing forward and finding a way is usually what it takes. My real stories with my observations looking back that just might make you change your mind about what you can endure and what you can achieve. Don't let anyone tell you you can't. It's time to move past your fears and defy the doubters too. My book Undaunted is available everywhere. Books are sold on Amazon and Audible as well. And shoot me a DM and tell me what you think. Back to the show. I uh, also want to talk a little bit about Bad Radish. So you decided, so here you had some stores with David's Tea and maybe that gave you some ideas that it just, uh, it wasn't going to be that daunting to go and, and launch a fast food, healthy fast yeah. food restaurant, but, um, you turns walk. out it's pretty hard. Yeah. Pretty hard. <laughs> didn't know the pandemic was coming. It, didn't know it was coming. No, <laughs> I didn't get the memo. Um, yeah, no, I lived in, I lived in the U S uh, when we went in the States with David's Tea. So I was in Boston. It amazed me how far ahead the uh, American market is in fast food, mm-hmm. uh, particularly fast food. And in Canada, our options were very limited. So when I came back home and I, I made the decision to leave David's Tea, I, I decided I would try and bring 
uh, more healthy fast food to Canada. And, and the idea with Mad Radish is that, you know, eating well, getting food that nourishes you shouldn't be a trade-off, but it shouldn't feel like taking your medicine. You know, there shouldn't be a trade-off between uh, healthy eating and taste. Um, and so we're really trying to create healthy food that doesn't make you feel like you've just had rabbit food and that leaves you feeling great, but that also tastes great. And, and it's, it's, it's been, it's been tough, but we've really stuck with it and I have a great team there and, and some partners in that business that are, uh, outstanding and have helped me develop the menu and the assortment. And, you know, we survived the pandemic and now we're, we're trying to expand that business as well. Well, I feel like that's the thing about entrepreneurship that you can go start these things and, you know, it takes a lot of, uh, you're going to get hit with bumps in the road. You've got to be um, resilient. Um, yeah. You've got to make some fast turns along the way, depending on what the scenario is. I think like the the thing that I see that really doesn't work for people who decide that entrepreneurship isn't for them is that these unexpected hurdles that come in, blocks, whatever you want to call them, and if you can't make those quick decisions, if you can't look at strategy and say, okay, we've got to change strategy, sure. then being an entrepreneur um, is definitely not for you. It's lonely too. The dark days are really dark. I mean, you, mm -hmm. you, you, you're, you're, you're trying to figure something out and, and nobody cares. I mean, it, it, uh, you know, it, it, you're not in a boardroom, especially at the start with, with an entire team of people who are there to help you. Um, so getting things off the ground requires a tremendous amount of energy. And, and, uh, uh, and I think the, the, the hardest part is managing your own psychology. And I think I agree. Not enough is, is spoken around that, uh, and how important it is for entrepreneurs. I mean, to, to manage your impulses, to know, when, when to take action, when to sit with it and the discomfort, uh, um, and how to, how to navigate, um, different situations that are, are largely new. Yeah, absolutely. And how do you do it? I mean, because you're like a glutton for punishment. You just keep putting yourself back in. Right? I, I, I do, I guess I, <laughs> I, I, um, I do, I do a lot. I take care of, I, I do a lot to take care of myself. Um, I exercise a lot. I, I, I really, I got into meditation years ago um, and I, I have a consistent practice. I've gotten better at, at being able to function, even though there's lots of storm. Uh, mm -hmm. Cause that's the thing, right? It's, you never wake up in the morning and everything's perfect. It's, it's, it's constant problems, like constant fires that you have to put out constant, you know, things that didn't go according to plan. And at a certain point you kind of realize that's just what it is. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and I, I'm, I'm also a big fan of thinking back on the things that, that, uh, uh, gave me anxiety two months ago, you know, I'm like, okay, well, let's think about something that happened two months ago that I thought was the end of the world, uh, in that moment. And, and oftentimes the, yeah, oftentimes you don't even remember them. So it, it just sort of, I find it so moves true. from, you right. Like what's, what's so such a big deal right now. It's huge. It's the end of the world. Oh my God, the product came in and there's a Nick in it or whatever. And you're dealing with this and, um, you know, fast forward two, three, four, five, six months, it's something else. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's a new thing that you think is the end of the world, but of course the old thing is no longer the end of the world. Uh, that wasn't a big deal in the end. So I think, I think you really, as you start to see the patterns of how these things develop and how they go, um, you learn to manage the swings of the game better. Yeah, no, I think that that is uh, 
very valid for sure. So I'd love to hear a story of a challenge along the way. I mean, again, you you are the serial entrepreneur who's done sure. multiple companies, and I'd love to hear where you faced a challenge or even a, if you'd call it a failure along the way and what'd you learn from it and how did it make you better? Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm facing many right now, but but I'll tell you one from the past. Um, I- First business didn't work. Uh, it was a software company and it was called Fitting Room Central. And we sold this system for the fitting room with, where we captured what people tried on the fitting room and we compared it to what they bought. So the idea being when you like the look of something, you go into the fitting room with it and then you're evaluating the fit of it uh, on your body. And so if you have a website, you want to know the site traffic and you also want to know the conversion. So show retailers that buying is this two-step process and we can give you more incense and if an item is selling or not, but you don't really understand why. And this could help you understand mm-hmm. why. And, and I kept hearing I this word it. interesting over and over again. You know, I, I write these handwritten letters to all the executives in different clothing companies and I get all these meetings, whether it was The Gap or, or um, Forever 21 or any of these big clothing companies at the time. But I, I realized, and the mistake was, it was a nice to have, not a must have. And we were selling business to business. So it wasn't like an airport check-in terminal where I could say, hey, you put this in and you cut your labor by 20%. And the cost of this thing is actually only 5%. So you, you, it's a win. It's, there you go. It's clear cut. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't have that. It was something that you needed to do something with. And the mistake was I hung on to it I let people um, keep stringing me along uh, longer than I should have. Um, I was getting all these meetings and I was getting this positive response. And, and I realized, you know, people genuinely, generally want to be nice. They don't want to be mean. And, and, and they actually believe they might implement this system because they were interested by it from an academic standpoint. But the realities of their corporate life meant that they're never going to buy it. First of all, it's a complex sale. You need to convince multiple different teams that, that they should go ahead and do this. The marketing team, the IT team, the finance team. And, um, you know, in business, you want to hear words like, when can you deliver? Or which account do I transfer the money to? Or, or action-oriented right. conversations. And what, we would, what I was getting was a lot of, let's have another meeting. Let's bring in this person. Let's, and I was getting it over and over and over again. And and it just wasn't something people were jumping on. And I eventually said enough of this, Uh, I'm going to move on and do something else and and landed on David's tea. But that was a really hard thing to do. And uh, I probably should have done it about six to eight months sooner than I actually did. I think that failure is not, uh, uh, you didn't fail. Uh, you're not a failure. You just failed at one thing. And, and it's important just to take the learnings and move on sometimes. And I, I wasn't that quick to do it. I think I let, I let my ego get in the way. Well, and I think it's interesting what you set up too, because it's, you want to work on something where it's easy for people to say yes to it. Right. Right. at the end of the day too. And when it's complicated and complex and there's, you know, multiple departments that need to be involved, it's just, you know, it's really hard. And so unless you can simplify that, uh, it's tough. It's tough to make a living. I I found out later on my personality. I mean, one of the things I love about tea uh, is that if you, you can try fire belly tea for 15 bucks, if, if you like it, uh, great, you'll buy more. You don't have to go ask ten people if that's okay. Yeah. Um, and and um, I think I think it makes for for a bit more action 
and and liveliness to it and and creativity around it. So I, I gravitate more towards these sort of creative consumer brands. Um, but it took me some time to figure that out. Yeah. No, I love that story. Well, David, this is absolutely amazing. And everybody needs to try Fire Belly Tea. You're delivering not just D2C in Canada, but also in the US, correct? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We have a firebellytea.com. We have a US war- uh, warehouse um, and we're, we're, you know, two, three day delivery and it's at your door. And hopefully tea stores soon and also the restaurant, uh, hopefully in the US soon. Any plans to have Mad Radish come to the US? I don't know. You guys got some great, uh, we'll stick to trying to get Americans drinking great tea for now. Yeah, no, that's, that's (laughs) awesome. I love it. Well, thanks for sharing all of your insights and your stories and lessons. And it's uh, such an honor to have a serial entrepreneur like you and good guy and smart guy on here, just sharing, um, about, you know, the overall journey. So thank you so much. And thanks everybody for listening to this episode at where you can, hear lots of amazing founder stories on the Kara Golden Show, where we get creators and amazing CEOs and sometimes authors as well to come and share a little bit more about their journey and lessons. And definitely give this episode a five-star reading. It helps the algorithms a lot. And uh, this podcast is trending, um, almost doubling every single episode. So we're excited to really bring a lot of these stories to people globally. And you can find me on all platforms at Kara Golden. If you haven't had a chance to read my book on Daunted, Overcoming Doubts and Doubters on the Building of Hint, hopefully you'll Uh, Pick up a copy, also ordered on Audible, and we are here every Monday, Wednesday. We are just adding Friday as well because we've got such great stories coming to you. And uh, thanks again, David. Really, really appreciate this and have a great rest of the week to you and to everybody. Thanks so much, Kara. Take care. Before we sign off, I want to talk to you about fear. People like to talk about fearless leaders, But achieving big goals isn't about fearlessness. Successful leaders recognize their fears and decide to deal with them head on in order to move forward. This is where my new book, Undaunted, comes in. This book is designed for anyone who wants to succeed in the face of fear, overcome doubts, and live a little undaunted. Order your copy today at undauntedthebook.com and learn how to look your doubts and doubters in the eye and achieve your dreams. For a limited time, you'll also receive a free case of Hint Water. Do you have a question for me or want to nominate an innovator to Spotlight? Send me a tweet at Kara Golden and let me know. And if you like what you heard, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow along with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Kara Golden. Golden. Thanks for listening.